Well, good morning, church family. Uh, it's our time that once again here midweek for us to join together in our midweek devotional. Uh, it is Wednesday, March the 17th of 2021, and we're going to be looking at Psalm 119, verses 129 to 136 today. But before we do, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we just thank you for your eternal word, which we have the privilege of studying today. And I ask that the truths that uh, we take from this uh, first few verses in this next section of, of pay, Lord, would be uh, to your honor and your glory. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're getting very close uh, or closer to the end of our study in Psalm 119 because we only have five more sections left after this section here um, with the letter pay in the Hebrew alphabet as we take a look at verses 129 through 136, which I'll read to you now. It says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise, and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears, because people do not keep your law. Well, today we're going to be taking a look at verses 129 through 131 in our time together. And I would like to begin by rereading Psalm 119, 129. It says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. So what are some words that come to mind when you think of the word wonderful? For me, uh, the words excellent or great, marvelous, brilliant, delightful, and even perfect come to mind. Well, in Hebrew here, this word wonderful literally means a miracle, a marvel, or something extraordinary. And it made me think for a moment that as it speaks to your testimonies or your word uh, is wonderful, it made me think of John chapter 1. Because in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, we hear about the word, which happens to be Jesus Christ. So listen to these words. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, as we consider the word uh, in verses 1 through 5, we know that the, the word uh, was in the beginning, that the word was with God, and that the word was God. And in verse 14 of that same chapter, we have brought forth that the word became flesh, uh, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, that word, or that phrase, the word, or logos in Greek, implies a total message, or in other words, Jesus is everything that God wants to communicate to man. And see, that's what the word 
is and why the word, as it says here in Psalm 119, 129, uh, is wonderful because the word speaks of who God is. Uh, and we see that very plainly put forth here in John chapter 1 is that, you know, God in Jesus Christ took on human flesh for us to be able to see everything that God wants to communicate to man to give us his eternal word, to be the one who is full of grace and truth. And also, as I was thinking about this, another passage that came to mind is one that uh, I've shared with you uh, actually uh, during Christmas time. Because in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. See, everything about Christ in his reign is wonderful. There's nothing that you can step back from and not see the excellence of it. To understand that this is something great, something that is marvelous that happened because God took on human flesh. That it's something that is brilliant and delightful. And we know that Jesus Christ is the perfect, spotless lamb. He is eternal, holy, self-controlled, infinite, all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing, all-wise, good, gracious, loving, merciful, just, and sovereign over all. Everything about Christ in his reign is wonderful, not only including who he is, but also his death which we read about in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 and following. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one would scarcely die for, an unrighteous, or for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul also penning to the church uh, uh, in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 5 says, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. See, everything about Christ and his reign is wonderful, even including his death. But see, Christ was the only one who could provide the eternal, pleasing sacrifice that we all so desperately need. In Mark chapter 1, verse 11, a voice came down from heaven and said, being God the Father himself, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Because everything about God, everything about his word, everything about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is something that is wonderful. And because God is wonderful, his word is also wonderful. Listen to what Spurgeon said in relation to Jesus. He says, Jesus, the eternal word, is called wonderful. And all the uttered words of God are wonderful in their degree. Those who know them best wonder at them most. It is wonderful that God should have borne testimony at all to sinful men, and more wonderful still that his testimony should be of such a character, so clear, so full, so gracious, so mighty. See, that's 
how wonderful God's word is because our God is wonderful. He is excellent, great, marvelous, brilliant, delightful, and perfect. And what's the result here? It's obedience. Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. See, a direct result of this wonderful God, the only true God, showing us who he is, spurs in every believer obedience because we love our wonderful God. Then verses 130 through 131. The psalmist continues as he says, The unfolding of your words gives light and imparts understanding to the simple. Well, let's stop there for a moment. He says, The unfolding of your words gives light. Okay, and we've seen this example in relation to light just a few verses back in 105, where it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, when applied to a believer, when we think about this light, when we think about the word unfolding before us, what God's word does is it sheds light into every aspect of our life. There are no dark corners. There are no hidden places where God's word cannot speak truth into our lives. Because God's word makes everything crystal clear. It's not misleading. It's not confusing. Because as it says there, it imparts understanding to the simple. And simple here in Hebrew actually refers to people who are naive concerning the complexities and challenges of life. Those who are inexperienced, lacking insight, but made wise by God's word and law. But the thing is, is that we are all simple from time to time. Because we do not have all knowledge, we do not have all wisdom, we do not have all understanding. So we need God's word because we are inexperienced, because we do not always understand the complexities or the challenges of life. We need to see things through God's perfect light, his unfolding word that gives light to us. Then in verse 131, he says, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Well, as soon as I read those words, I open my mouth and pant made me think about Psalm 42. And the song that we sing, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? See, the psalmist is saying, I open my mouth and pant. Do we approach the word of God that wonderful word which uh, our soul should seek to obey because it is eternal, because it is truth, because it is given in grace, should we be those that open our mouths and pant for God's word like a deer pants for the, uh, the water or the river's water after it's run through the woods, maybe from a foe or a predator, and comes to those uh, flowing streams for refreshment. You know, do we say like um, the psalmist in, in Psalm 42, verse 2, that when shall I come and appear before God? You know, when, when can I open up the eternal word of God that is excellent and great and marvelous? Something that is brilliant, delightful, and perfect, and have it speak God's truth into my life. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, it says, And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. 
and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. See, that's our wonderful God because he does not leave us in those scorched places. He does not leave us without the things that we desperately need to foster a growing spiritual life. He says, I will guide you continually and satisfy your desire. Only a wonderful God who has given us his wonderful word can do that. In John chapter 7, Jesus reiterated this in in, uh, uh, such a way for us to even understand uh, today. Uh, It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Because that's what God does. He quenches our spiritual thirst. He gives us what we need when we need it. So let us come to him and drink. And not just take a sip, but to to drink deeply. To continue to drink knowing that the more we drink, the more thirsty we will become and the more God will satisfy. Because as we know from the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So are you keeping spiritually hydrated today? As you look here on Wednesday, March the 17th, as we find ourselves midway through the month, Are you keeping yourself spiritually hydrated? Are you opening your mouth so that you may receive the uh, water that will quench that thirst? Are you opening your mouth to receive the living water of God's word? Or do you long for the word of God like a deer pants for flowing streams? If this is not you today, or maybe you have found something else that has you know, side-railed you or detracted from those times that you can look back upon and say, yes, that was once me. Well, today is today to remember who your God is, to remember that his testimonies are wonderful, and therefore you want, in the deepest part of who you are, in your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit, to keep God's wonderful words. Let's close in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for these truths today, Lord, and I pray for each one of uh, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ uh, that are part of Ellington Baptist Church or those that maybe uh, end up finding this uh, video on the internet and are listening, that you would grant them the ability to open their mouths and to pant for your word, to pant for you, because your word is truly wonderful, because you are wonderful. And may this uh, be an encouragement. May uh, each and every uh, one that listens to this and hears your word today be those that have not only their thirst quenched, but in such a way that doesn't seem understandable to man that it actually, the more we drink, the more thirsty we become, the more you satisfy, that we can never exhaust that, that there's never an end to that thirsting, there's never an end to that supply. And may that be what guards us and what guides us and what directs us in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, church family, for joining in and listening to God's Word is Wonderful in this section of of pay. And I trust that as you finish out this week and as you look forward to our time together 
this coming Sunday, uh, that this will be a blessing to you and that you too will find that God is wonderful and so is his word. Have a great day.